0: Welcome to More Than a Mission, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to discern God's calling to live an active, intentional life of sharing the gospel. Each week, we talk about the way God is moving in our lives, around the world, and everywhere in between, as well as how God's call to missions may apply to your life. Ready to explore your calling? Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of More Than a Mission. I am Micah Torgerson, and I'm joined, as always, with the cake boss, Zaya Henderson.
1: Cake boss. What's up, guys?
0: And do you even spike bro, Andrew Carlberg?
2: <laughs> Let's go. Shout out, Spikeball. <laughs> uh,
0: thanks for being here again tonight, guys. Uh, we have a pretty, pretty heavy topic tonight. We're going to be talking about prayer. And I'll be honest we'll let the listeners know we tried to record this one once already (laughs) maybe some technical difficulties on my end might be my fault I don't really know we're gonna leave it in the world of the unknown but we're back again and hopefully this time the words that we share are meant to reach you Before we kick off this week's episode, we'd like to tell you guys about an exciting new partnership that we have here at More Than a Mission. We've been given the opportunity to partner with Patricia and Patrick over at Victorious Co-Apparel. Victorious Co-Apparel is an awesome new Christian clothing brand fueled with the mission of spreading Christ's love through clothing and accessories. The three of us just ordered some super cool shirts and tanks, and we couldn't be more excited to get those and show them off to you guys. Head on over to their Instagram page at victoriousco.apparel to check out their amazing designs and use our code MISSION10 to receive 10% off your order.
2: Yes. Maybe uh, we figured out that we need the fr- more free Zoom accounts every single week.
0: Yeah. yeah if if anyone uh, that's listening that works for Zoom <laughs> want to give us a free premium account so we don't have to keep creating new emails to get that unlimited time that'd be dope or maybe we can just splurge and and pay for a premium account you know you never know what's gonna happen
2: <laughs> never know oh i know that's not what's gonna happen <laughs> probably not
0: <laughs> hey don't doubt just <laughs> believe
1: you have to pray about it you know <laughs>
0: All right. Let's kick things off here. We're going to be talking about prayer. And I'm just going to go ahead and put this out there. Confession time. Prayer is something that I'm awful at. And I'm not just meaning like, you know, you get in front of a group and all of a sudden you think you have nothing to say and you kind of just have a little bit of word vomit and you don't remember anything you said or if it even made sense. I'm talking about like, I'm horrible at spending time with the Lord in prayer, like, I don't know, I just feel like I'm always asking for things, I never take the time to listen to what the Lord is trying to tell me, Um, and I also just feel like I was brought up in the, the sense that, like, okay, you pray before every meal, you pray when you go to bed at night, you pray at church, but like never really got in the habit growing up of just like I just said, of going and spending time with the Lord in prayer.
2: Yeah. Something that you talked about there. I think like the thing for me that has just like always been the most convicting and just like revealing of where my heart is at in prayer is like as somebody who has been given like platforms to speak and then like, as you speak, you usually pray in front of people. Like something that I have noticed in myself to like analyze and look at is just like, what does my prayer life look like when I'm praying in front of people versus what does it look like when I'm praying like in my bedroom alone at night? Cause like, if those are not aligned, like if I see way more boldness and like excitement and energy in front of people, like there is something in my heart that is rooted in that, that is just like wanting to make myself look high and lifted up. And so Like, that is something that I have always found really revealing for me is to just simply ask the question, like, does my prayer life look the same alone and, like, in front of people? And if it doesn't, like, there's a disconnect there somewhere. Like, there's a heart issue there somewhere that, like, needs to be worked out. But I also think it can go the other way um, where I can, like, be less bold when praying by myself and find it, like, harder to believe for the miraculous alone rather than, like, when people are joining me in that. Um, and so like, I think those are two areas that I have found myself working on. It's just like, what does it look like to pray with boldness and like for miraculousness on my own? And then like, what does it also look like to like not pray differently in front of people and like with more passion in front of people just because it makes me look good.
0: I think that's a really good, really good thing to talk about, Andrew. And like, we can see that too in, I forget which gospel it is, but Um, The story of I think it's a Pharisee and I think the other man is just described as a sinner, right? Um, they're both praying in the synagogue and um, The Pharisee is you know praying up this super boastful like prideful prayer like hey look at me Trying to draw attention to himself like I pray these super good prayers and here this other man is is just in the corner humbling himself like saying Lord I'm a sinner and just presenting himself to the lord in in a humble manner and i think that's something that that we have to remember is that like when we're praying it's not like this it's not like this outward show of faith it's like part of our relationship with the lord and us simply going and going to him and having a conversation with him
1: you know prayer is definitely a conversational thing not just like I'm speaking to you type of thing. It's like a give and take almost. Like you still have to have that moment of silence to listen to the response from the prayer.
2: Yeah. I think that's another thing that like I've learned and really had to work at is just like <laughs> prayer is not like, Ooh, it's first thing when I wake up and then like before my meals and then like at night that like prayer is a genuinely like continuous thing. And so like the freedom that I have seen and learned is that like prayers can be really simple and short throughout the day, whether it is just like Holy spirit help, like that alone can be a prayer. (laughs) Like there's many times where like, that is the only thing that like needs to be said. And there's like the beautiful things throughout the day of just like when you feel stress and anxiety, come on just like breath prayers, like just like breathing in the truth that the Lord says about you and breathing out like the stress and the anxiety and the lies that you're believing that like, Prayer doesn't have to be this like super thought out, profound, like sound, all smart and good thing. Like so often we're just invited into a conversation, just like thinking about like relationship, like (laughs) a husband and a wife don't like set up, hey, we're going to talk at 8am and then we're going to talk at like noon and then we're going to talk at like 8pm before bed and it's going to last for five minutes. Like there's so much freedom to just like have conversation continuously throughout the day doesn't have to be this like planned out perfectly like organized thing
1: yeah i love how you say that it's like a relationship because too much if you have something or you're concerned about something you immediately go to your best friend to say hey can you help me with this or hey can you rejoice in me with this and that's the same way how god wants that to be with him and with jesus
0: i think that's such a good thing to think about too and when i think about that in the context of my life, and it makes me think of like, if I'm sitting at work and something happens, usually like there's someone that I immediately go to, to like talk about whatever just happened. And it's never just, okay, something just happened. I don't ever just like sit, take it in, take it to the Lord and hear what he has to say about it before I one, react and two, go spread it to someone else. Like, I just think of how different things could be if I were to um, do things the first way rather than, like, reacting and immediately going to someone else to talk about it.
2: Yeah, for sure. And then, like, I don't know. With that, another thing, I mean, it kind of ties in realistically. It's more of just, like, a new topic. But <laughs> the... Something else that I kind of touched on earlier on the difference between like in groups and then like on your own is just this idea of like how we are called to pray with like such boldness, though, at the same time. And like, I think for so much of my life, I have settled for prayers that are just like, Lord, make the situation like a little bit more bearable, make it like a little bit more like manageable rather than just like, Lord, bring healing like and believing for miraculous. Like we look at like the new Testament acts, like they were not praying little prayers. They were like telling people like get up and walk and just like the, the boldness that they had. And I think so much of it comes from like to get to a point of praying bold, we have to start with like actually being in awe of the God that we serve and like get to come before that we're told to come before, like with boldness and courage that, like you think about the passages in scripture where people like actually saw God. So like Isaiah's vision and then John's vision, revelation, both of them were like, I'm about to die. Like they were just so overcome with awe when seeing the Lord. And like, that is the very person that we're told, here's our prayers. And not only like, here's our prayers, but like, we're told that he like isn't his heart is somehow moved by our prayers, which like, there's the whole debate of like, there's sovereignty and there's free will and like which one is it and the answer is just like yes i don't get it but yes both and like the i think the most clear passage in scripture is the very first miracle of water into wine jesus comes and is like mary wants him to turn water into wine and he says like it's not my time yet and mary just proceeds on like he's gonna go through with this miracle and like the way that jesus says it's not my time yet like very much says like there was a time appointed for jesus to reveal himself as like the messiah and instead like his heart is moved father's heart is moved to like make that moment be the first miracle that takes place and so there's this weird balance of like walking in sovereignty but also the free will we have where like the lord is moved by our prayers and so to just like come before him in awe like we're he's described in hebrews as this like mighty dark gloomy tempest and I've heard Francis Chan talk on this at a conference I was at one time. And he just goes, picture you're standing in like a cornfield. Like you can see for miles, nothing is but flat. And there's this tornado just like rolling towards you. Like what you don't do in that moment is be like, wait, tornado, hold on. Like I have dreams and questions. Like, wait, like that's not going to stop the tornado from destroying you. Like this is an overpowering force that is just going to like annihilate everything. But, like the beauty of the Lord being described like that is that like we are told that like that is the very thing that goes and fights for us. And so like if that is what's fighting for us, who can be against us? And so like we are invited to pray boldly and for like the miraculous. And so I think something that I've really learned in that is just like Am I praying in a way that settles for just like being a little more manageable? Like I'm going to pray in a way that, like, if the Lord doesn't show up, I can still, like, kind of handle it versus, like, praying in a way that, like, if the Lord does not show up, nothing happens. Like, I think that is the kind of dependency we're called to, like, pray in. Is like, oh, Lord, if you don't show up, nothing is going to happen. One, that attributes all glory to him when it happens. But two, like, that forces us to walk through a lot of questioning. Like, because the scary part, and I think, at least for myself, when I, like, tend to sway towards The simple prayer that is just, like, make life more manageable, is because, like, I am scared that, like, what if I pray this bold prayer, and, like, it's not answered with yes, then, like, what does that mean from, like, who I am and who God is, and the reality is, like, we're invited into the mystery of praying in a way that, like, leads us to dependence, because, like, it is in that place of awe that, like, we are actually so dependent and trusting on him to show up, because if he doesn't show up, nothing happens, and, like, that is where, like, the miraculous takes place because, like, it is there that he gets all of the glory and, like, we do not steal any of it.
0: Yeah, the whole praying boldly thing is something that's so new to me just because, I don't know, like like you were saying, I feel like I've been caught in this habit of praying prayers to make things, like, just a little bit better, just a little bit more bearable instead of you know saying that prayer for healing like the first time i went to haiti this was all so foreign to me like when we went out to do some village evangelism and the leader of our our mission team that we were with um stopped and talked to a lady that was sitting on the side of the road Um, and after talking to her for a little while uh, we found out that she was blind. And so, like, something that I've literally never seen before was our leader took her hands and uh, placed them on her eyes and started praying for for sight. And it was, like, really uncomfortable, if I'm going to be super honest, because it's something that I had never experienced before. And, like, a part of me, for one, I'm a very skeptical person. And so I was like, what the heck is this lady doing? Like, does she really think that because she puts her fingers on this lady's eyes and, and prays for sight that it's really gonna happen? Um But two, it's just like I've never seen anything like this happen before. And this lady is like, I don't know, probably ninety years old, and like loss of vision is a like a normal a normal thing as people get older. So I don't know. It was just weird seeing that interaction of prayer. And then on top of that, like I, the lady claimed that her sight got better, but I honestly, I don't think it really did. So in that moment, I was just kind of like, okay, God, like this is something I've never seen before. You're opening up, opening me up to this new kind of prayer and like this bold asking for, for healing for this lady. So, why didn't you do it? Like, you know that I'm skeptical and that, like, I am having so many doubts about what I'm seeing happen right in front of me. So, why not make it happen and make me believe? And it's something that I've wrestled with for so long and, like, I just don't know. But I, it's, it's all so new to me that I have no idea what to think about it. And honestly, like, we never really saw anything else like that in my other times that we went to Haiti like not where we just straight up like prayed for healing like of that magnitude and i don't know why god chose not to not to bring healing that day and i'm just going to take it as you know i need to have faith that he can actually do it before he he shows me that that he can i don't
2: know <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I had a very similar experience like three years ago now, three summers ago. I went to, I've now been to South Africa twice, two summers in a row. Um, I have a good friend and his wife who are missionaries down over there. It's a solid like 20 hour flight. It's rough. But um, like when I was there, that We went out into the streets after, like, the they go to a really small church, like 40 people, and the lead pastor is just, like, all about, like, I'm going to preach, and then, like, we we're going to go, as a congregation, literally just go into the city and start praying for people. And I went, everyone broke into, like, groups of three. We had a weird number, so then I went with, it was just me and this pastor, his name was Sean, and, like... <laughs> I'm not going to spend the next 30 minutes like describing everything that took place, but the very first group of people we walked up to, there was like 14 people standing in this ATM line and this Sean dude, real bold, literally walks up to someone he's never met and just goes, Hey, do you have any pain in your body? And the woman just looks at him and was like, yes. (laughs) Why? (laughs) It's just like in my stomach. And we just like lay hands. I think the most beautiful thing that I learned that day from Sean was before we even went out, he goes, I spent years trying to come up with like the most profound, like eloquent prayers. And here's what I've learned. This is what it takes in Jesus name, like healing. I command like pain to leave. Like that is all it takes is in Jesus name and just like strip away all of the fluff that we try and add to it. And so we pray over this woman, and she like kind of stands back up and is like, I mean it's a little bit better Sean just literally instantly hand back on the stomach Prays again And this woman like Shoots up And it's just like It's gone And so then We proceeded to be like Flocked in the center of this mall And all these people are just like My shoulder hurts My foot hurts My whatever And so we just start laying hands And praying over people And I'm just sitting there like What the heck is going on right now Like I feel like I'm just kind of like Copying what Sean just did And like hoping it works Um And so I like really wrestled that day of just like, what in the heck did I just see happen? And I think the more that I have done this, I would tell you that I have probably prayed healing over hundreds of people. And I have seen far more people not receive healing than I have seen people receive healing. But like what I have come to is just simply like, I think a lot of times we get steered away from it because we come to like, well, what do I say if healing doesn't come? Like, what do I tell that person? And (laughs) I think the like freedom is to just simply say, I do not know and like be okay with that. Like I do not know why the Lord brings healing sometimes and he doesn't others like, and like I am not meant to know that, but simply I have just seen the Lord show up so like enough times to bring healing that like, it is worth it for me to like, see if that is what he has for you in this moment. And like whether healing comes or not, like what you need to know is that like, you are loved and you are his precious son or daughter. And like, he has a beautiful plan for you. I don't know why healing comes and why it doesn't come others. Like it doesn't mean that like you are higher up in his eyes or lesser in his eyes. And it's just simply like a mystery of why it comes sometimes, but like to just have the boldness and freedom to just like walk in and see if that's what he has over a situation or not. Like, and to just be okay with not understanding why it comes sometimes and why it doesn't come others. And, i think a huge piece of that too You talked about laying hands like that's biblical like we are told to like lay hands and pray over people and there's like one it's just like a clear symbol of unity and what it means to like actually come together as the body and agree like to say amen is to like agree and so like come together as the body and agree in that which like that's actually where the promise that people love the quote of like where two or more gathered. Like there I am also it's in the context of gathering for prayer. So like that unity and coming together in agreement for that. But then like, also there's this huge piece that we are like called to pray, like with people, not just for people. And so I actually had one season of life where it's probably going to sound weird off the bat, but like I gave up praying for people. And that probably sounds like terrible, but what it meant was I had to pray with people, and so like it'd be ten o'clock at night, and I'd have to like call somebody and be like, "Hey, man, I know it's like might be weird, but like I just love to pray over you over the phone." And like one, the work the Lord did on my heart to like genuinely be invested in when I was praying over during that season was like unreal. But then two, just like <laughs> the, the beauty of like the unity that comes in praying over somebody rather than just for them, like (laughs) the encouragement that comes and like the fact that they like actually know that they're loved. I think it's so easy to like have someone ask for prayer and just respond with like, yeah, I'll be praying. And then like, maybe you do it. Maybe you don't like, there's just such a simple step we can take to just like when you get that text, call the person it takes five minutes and to just like actually in that moment, pray over them. I think is something really beautiful that we're like invited into.
0: I have three things. You talked about a lot of things there. So I have three things to say on that. Number one, um, I love that you touched on the like laying hands on each other, because once again, I'll be honest, that's something that I have never done like in prayer, in church, with my family, with strangers, like have never done it until maybe a couple times in Haiti, like when we would pray together you know, like put our hands on each other in like a circle or something like that. Um, but something that I've never done, which I, maybe it's just the, like the uncomfortableness of it is something that you just have to get over. But I'm glad that you brought it up because I mean, there's plenty of examples in the Bible of Jesus laying his hands on, on people and, and praying for them. So I think it's definitely something that I need to work on and hopefully we'll see that on the world race. Uh, <laughs> Number two was about the last thing you said. What was it?
2: Uh, Praying with rather than for. Yes.
0: Yes. Praying with people. Um, So the first time you told me that story about how you had given up praying for people, but rather were praying with people, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, that's a really good idea. But that's like one of the scariest things I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Like the thought of someone asking for prayers for like something specific and instead of just see for me it's second nature to just say like yep i'll be praying for you blah 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 and most often it falls by the wayside i forget or like i just don't make the time things like that but to have that intentionality of saying okay i'm not going to pray for you i'm literally going to call you or you know find a time to meet with you to pray about whatever whatever um, it is that needs prayer. And I think that's super cool. One, I kind of just experienced that the other day where I had sent a message to you guys in our world race group, you know, saying uh, asking for prayers for something that had happened with my sister. And like, I, maybe 10, 15 minutes later, I got a text from one of our squad members saying, hey, can I give you a call? And I was just like, Yeah, yeah, sure. And he gives me a call and asks if he can just say a quick prayer with me about what I had just sent you to the group. And it was it was super quick, like three minutes maybe. Like it doesn't take much, but the gesture and being able to hear his words and, and his prayer was super encouraging and, and very comforting to be honest. Um and I'm I have yet to step out like Andrew and give up praying for people to pray with people. But I, I will say I have um a couple of times on like social media offered to, like for people to send me their prayer requests and like offer to pray for whatever they need prayers for. And rather than me just praying for those things, I didn't call them, but I sent them a big old message of what my prayer was. And the response to that was very encouraging. There were a lot of people that, responded to that prayer that I sent them with wow like I was not expecting this but your words were fantastic thank you so much for for sending that I really needed to hear that and not that it like had any different impact on you know my conversation with God but like just for them to be able to hear and have that encouragement and comfort is is taking it a little bit to the next level and being on both sides of it I think it's something really cool to do. Number three, um, Andrew, you were touching on, you know, you've seen far more people that you've prayed for, like, healing or or whatnot that haven't been healed versus have been. Um, And that, like, the easiest thing to say is just, like, like you just don't know. Like, it's not your power in the prayer, it's God's. So, I, like, what I want to know, not having really been in that situation, is, like, what do people say when you tell them, like, I like I just don't know?
2: Uh, there's definitely, it's, there's a wide variety. It uh, usually depends <laughs> on, like, if they know Jesus or not. Um, if they know Jesus, they're usually, like, thankful and appreciative. And, like, I've had people tell me, like, I know it's coming one day. And on the complete flip side of things, I have had people, like, who were pr- honestly like probably hesitant in the first place to even let me pray over them. And then they just like did it to like not be uncomfortable or awkward. Um, I've had people like quite literally ask me to leave. And I have also had people then like genuinely start asking questions. And I have like, it is for sure been a tool to just like people ask like, well, what do you mean by like, like how are you okay? Like not knowing, like how can you put your faith in something where you like don't know? And it, like, leads to wide open avenues to just, like, explain the gospel and walk through the fact that, like, we are not, like, called to know everything. And, like, there is a huge piece of, like, the intimacy we have with the Father that is, like, mysterious. And, um yeah, the, like, it is usually the way that I'm able to, like, tie that, right, is that, like, <laughs> the moment I meet Jesus doesn't mean I'm perfect and know everything and, like, walk perfectly in that, that, like, I am still broken and like on this side of heaven I will never come to a point that is like fully in tune with the spirit like that is the beauty of like what we were called to like walk in in the gospel and like it's this continuous adventure of like getting to know him more and more and more and like you can also just explain like who wants to live a life where you know everything that's going to happen like there would be no fun in that like there would be no <laughs> joy in that like we don't. nobody like as much as you like can say that like nobody truly wants to just be like a robot like it's the same thing as like questioning why like the lord lets bad thing happens to like why he lets bad things happen to quote good people like because if he removed free will there would be no such thing as love like you can't have love without free will and so there's just like a lot of avenues that have definitely been like I've been, people have responded in very different ways. Um, but I've, I've seen a lot of beautiful things in it. I've seen a lot of things that are just like, well, I guess, like, bye. <laughs> like, if you ask me to leave, I'm not going to sit there and, I mean, that's not going to help anybody come closer to Jesus if I just keep beating them over the head with something when they've asked me to leave. Um, but yes, very wide variety of responses to not knowing. <laughs> There's a few other things that i can touch on (laughs) um i think zaya you really mentioned the idea of like listening prayer and Mm -hmm. i think something that i have like really tried to press into in that is just this idea of like it's really easy to come and just like ask 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 and then like when it doesn't come instantly just be like keep asking like lord where is it like why haven't you responded and I think there are so many times where the Lord responds and we miss it because it doesn't come in the way that like we thought his response quote should come. And it's like something that I've really pressed into is just like, when I have now prayed for something, like I know like, I'm completely removed from the excuse of like seeing anything as a coincidence. Like when I have like engaged the Lord on it, like anything that he brings into my life that like, is towards that whether it's like how i expected it to happen or not like i now have no choice but to like see that as an answer rather than just like writing things up the coincidence like i think it's <laughs> like it's so easy to pray for something and like say a prayer that you pray but like you don't want to so it's like lord if i'm supposed to remove this from my life make it obvious and then he makes it obvious and then you're like well if i'm really supposed to remove this from my life like make it obvious again and like and we could just go down these rabbit holes and like I think he just speaks so much more often than like we give him credit, but like we can so easily try and manipulate that into just like getting him to respond how we want him to when like 99.9% of the time he's not going to respond in the way that like, I think he's going to, or like I'm trying to manipulate him into like, that's just not how he works. Like he works in mystery and like you will bring answers. Like we just have to be like, choosing to like look for how he's responding. And I think that is so much of what like listening prayer is. It's just like actually looking for where he's moving and joining him there rather than getting caught up in like, well, I prayed for like thing A to happen. And so now I'm just going to sit here and do nothing until thing A happens. Like when like he's probably inviting you into like B, C, D, E, F, G, like all of these things. And he's just like asking you to join him there and like trust him with a in the meantime and i think where we can so easily get stuck at least for myself is like i can so get stuck obsessing over like what is the answer on a when like so often his answer is like not yet like (laughs) it's not a yes or a no it's just like i'm not giving you that answer yet like you need to walk in trusting me and like here are all the things i'm inviting you into now like will you be faithful to step into those things now
1: i like that it's funny how you, you were talking about how you pray about it and then do nothing. It kind of reminds me of the saying, without, faith without works is dead. So pretty much like if you pray for something, or how I say it, if you pray for something and not doing things to like help get close to that prayer or that answered prayer, it's pointless to pray for it. So like if you pray for a car or a new car and then your garage is filled with all such a crap and you want to put the car in the, car, car in the garage. If you're not constantly cleaning out the garage, you're not going to get that new car anytime soon.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Andrew, every time you talk about that, because you, you've talked about that uh, a couple times just in our conversations between us. Uh, every time you talk about that, it makes me think of that verse in Matthew 7, verse 7, the ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. That verse doesn't end at ask and it will be given to you like there's so much more you can ask for it and god will put it in your life but like if you're not looking for it there's that chance that you could miss it and even after you find it like you gotta knock on the door and he'll open it for you
2: (laughs) yeah i'm gonna butcher this terribly but (laughs) what you just talked about zaya there is scripture somewhere where there is a woman like wanting a child and praying for a child and the Lord tells her to like expand her tent. And so like exactly what you're talking about with the garage, like do you have the faith to like make room for the thing, believing like that the Lord is actually good and not withholding. And like, do you, yeah, are you like actually willing to make space for this blessing that you're praying over believing that he's going to do it, even when you see like no evidence of it happening yet?
0: Are you referring to Hannah with Samuel or are you referring to something else? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, when you just said that, it, Hannah is what came to mind for me because she prayed over and over again for a child. Like, and so much so that like eventually her prayer was, Lord, if you give me a child, like I will give him back to you. And the Lord blesses her with a child. And she hands him over to Eli, the priest, for him to be raised up in the temple and spend his life serving the Lord. And I think that's such a cool story because it's like, okay, she finally got what she was asking for, but now is like trusting God and giving him right back. But if you read further on, you'll find that the Lord blesses her with more children. Um, so it's just kind of cool to see that how her faith like pulls her through that situation.
2: This is probably going to actually tie like three topics into one, but it's cool. Cause that's how I seem to talk always. So the, it starts with just like something that like the most, I would tell you the most transformational moment for me in life, like in my prayer life and like learning what it means to like engage in conversation with the father was like, learning what it means to pray through scripture and like pray with scripture to not just like read and then pray something that's like lord like help me believe this which like there are moments to say like lord help my unbelief but to like i'm thinking of an example but like somebody who is like (laughs) walking through heavy trial right like And they're just like maybe they're focusing on like trying to escape it. And the reality is like maybe the Lord's trying to like join them there to like use scripture when praying. So like as an example there to like use Daniel three and the furnace and the fact that like the Lord joined them there and the beautiful thing about it being that like they came out not even smelling like smoke, which is in a completely different tangent, but like what it looks like to like use scripture and like declare truth while praying. And so part of that is like things that we are promised in scripture. Like we do not have to ask for those things. Like we can declare them. So the first I mentioned earlier, Mike and Zay are probably sick of hearing this by now. Cause I know I've told them each, each at least individually and in the last recording, but like we don't have to come. Like how many times have you entered a worship service? And like the first thing is like, Lord, would your presence join us here? Like something like that. And like, we are promised that presence. And so like, it's not something we have to ask for. Like we declare that he is there and with us. Like what we ask for is like eyes to see him. Like we don't have to ask for things that are promised. We like get to declare those things. And so like all of that, I think for me culminates in just like how personal love, like a relationship we are invited into in prayer and, there's two sides of this first I'll talk about the like how we're told the Lord's prayer like there is a order to the Lord's prayer for a reason and like this is why we are told your will be done before asking for anything and something that like I was really struck by earlier this year was there's a song what's the uh Carrie Job elevation song the blessing yes (laughs) the blessing (laughs) shout out them Um, where they just sing the word amen over and over and over. And like what I was so struck by in that is like what the word amen means is like, yes, so let it be. It's not just some like cultural ending to a prayer. It is to like come into agreement with what the Lord is doing. And so like what I saw in that is just like in combining that with the Lord's prayer is like, what does it look like to pray for things, to ask for things and to be honest with the Lord, like, how you want a situation to like play out and how you're hoping for it to play out. But ultimately like, Lord, whatever it is, like, whatever your will is, like, I trust that what you have for me is best and like often so much better than what I want for myself. And so like, I'm going to be honest with you about like what I hope for and desire in this. At the end of the day, you already know my heart. We're told like Holy spirit intercedes for us in the ways we don't even know how, but like in all of that, like, Lord, whatever your will is, Like so, let it be. Like I want to like be able to trust you enough to like actually just simply pray the word like amen. Whatever you're doing, I agree with it. So like so, let it be. And so then like the last thing on just like how personal those prayers are is in the Old Testament, we're given the Lord's like personal name of Yahweh. So like usually we see that as Y A H W E H. Like, in the Hebrew, it was a four-letter word. So, like, the, word, the letters are yod hey, vav hey. what we would translate as Y-W-H-W. Like, there was no vowels. And this, like, really cool thing about this word is that it was actually, like, not pronounceable in the Hebrew language. And, like, the closest thing that they have to what it would sound like is the sound of breathing in and breathing out. To, so like, literally be like Yahweh as you breathe. like that's it was impronounceable but like that is the closest thing they had to it is that it mimicked the sound of breathing in and out and just like how beautiful that analogy is that like going to the father like the relationship we're invited into and like how do we connect with him like in prayer like that is the very thing that gives us breath and so like that is like the beauty of like how intimate like of a relationship we are invited into when praying And to, like, engage with him, to, like, not engage with him in prayer, like, it will be fruitless always. Like, we're told you can't, like, apart from Holy Spirit, we can't do anything pleasing to the Lord. And so it's, like, the similar command they have in the Great Commission. Like, we're told to go to all the nations, and in the same breath, they're told to, like, wait for Holy Spirit. So it's like, oh, you told us to go, but now you told us to wait. Like, what are we supposed to do? Like, the beauty of it is, like, yes, you're supposed to go and you're supposed to wait. Because, like, if you do not go with Holy Spirit, like, it will be worthless and powerless. And so, like, the beauty of that intimacy and actually entering into, like, getting to communicate with Yahweh is that, like, when he goes with you, that is the only thing that will ever allow anything to happen. And the last note on that Yahweh name is just, like, to say Yahweh is not to sound cool. (laughs) Like, there's a difference, like, that Yahweh. Yahweh is his personal name that he gives us. Like, God is his title. So, like, for me, I am an actuary. But, like, if we were to call, like, that's not my personal name. If you just call me actuary, like, we're invited to know his personal name. And his personal name is that Yahweh, which, like, is that beautiful analogy of, like, giving us life and giving us breath.
0: That's good. Uh, You just provided me with... Uh, your name for the next episode, so thank you.
2: Actuary. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, that has nothing to do with this, but it's a funny story for anybody listening. Apparently someone in our group, I'm assuming put it in Snapchat, because I'm not on Snapchat, there's a clip in the movie Zootopia about a little like owl or lion or something saying they want to be an actuary. I had like five people send me videos today of that clip, so (laughs) I don't know who was watching it, but yes.
0: Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing that, so must not have been in the group I was in.
2: (laughs) They must be be talking about you over in that
0: girls' group, Andrew.
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah,
0: that's what we want.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, though, I want to call you Andy also, so.
0: No, there's, no. (laughs) No. Uh, if that's all we have we're gonna go ahead and jump into the word of the week and this week's word of the week is going to be brought to us by Zaya so Zaya take it over man it's all you
1: yeah so, it's kind of crazy we kind of touched on what I wanted to talk about earlier but we're gonna go with it um Andrew already said it how like Uh, prayer doesn't have to be like a long elaborate elaborate thing like like, something short and sweet especially knowing like the most powerful thing to say in a prayer is just saying Jesus like that name gives us a direct link to God because like no one can get to the Father except through me that's saying like you can't go through you can't get to God except you go through Jesus like knowing that and just hearing the name Jesus being out loud or in your head is the most powerful prayer that you can give at any given time
0: Love that, man. Thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. That's going to do it for us this week, folks. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. We want to thank you for listening to More Than a Mission. For more information and to keep up with our ministries, follow us on social media at More Than a Mission Podcast or email us directly at morethanamission at outlook.com.